if you could bend any element in your life, what would it be? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start because I. I, think I have, I have like, an idea. But... I have two. I have two thoughts. So whenever I was a kid, I always thought mm-hmm. earth bending would be the coolest, and mm-hmm. I always thought like, because Toph is just like cool, and earth bending mm-hmm. seems like very practical, because you right. there's earth everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. it's easy. Yeah. Um, but the last time I rewatched Avatar, I think like airbending is really OP. Because you can, like, fly and run really fast and do the little air scooter. And, like, there's just so many things you could do with air. And air is always around, too. So I, I'm I'm between those two. Um, thoughts? Well, I know in college we had this discussion. Oh, did we? And, like, <laughs> we did. Because I, I remember we were in the dining hall one day and we, like, discussed it. And we were both, like, Earth. Like it's, it's yeah. simple. Yeah. Like, earth is the cool, like earth is definitely the coolest. I so, think. so, you know, I was earth. I was very, you know, like, yeah. Earth bending. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, after rewatching it, it was kind of in the same boat. Like last year, I was like, you know, air bending, air bending. And then, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this question the past week for some reason. <laughs> and I think, I think I would go with water because, Why? because it's, most of the earth is made up of water, okay. <laughs> but not just that. Think of the hustle you could run, okay? What, you start just blood-bending no, people? No, no, not even that. Just, oh. like, you could start off your life being, like, a street magician, right? And doing, like, tricks with, like, water, right, right, right? Then you start getting more and more followers, and then you start being like, oh, I can break out of this underwater thing with my arms, you know. So once again, this is a money-making scheme. Yeah, look, that's <laughs> that's what the world that that's what the world revolves around. It's money. World okay. doesn't care about so, if you're a waterbender. If you don't have money, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So like, you know, run this run the gambit, run the scam, you know. Be start charging people like, Oh, uh, we're gonna fill this tank up with water and I have like thirty seconds to escape and then like use your water bending and do it. And then like after you start getting like popularity as a magician you break off into the surfing scene because How did I know booked. that this would that you would end up being a magician somehow in this. But but you're missing the part where you break <laughs> off into the surfing scene because you're a waterbender. You could start being like the greatest surfer of all time, start getting endorsements, okay, start start making money, start making money, and then you invest. You invest <laughs> that money. <laughs> but you stop. <laughs> You, just you're no fun. Just saying. I'm <laughs> just saying. To I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think water bending is the smartest play here. It's the smartest. Uh, Jen, uh, Jen's favorite is water. Jen always thought that the water bending was the coolest. She actually, she told me that Earth was the dumbest. She was like, that one's that one's the worst out of all of them. Which... Look, each of them, each of them have their, you know pros and cons the thing about being an earthbender like in the real world is you're just gonna mess everything up and like you're probably just gonna go to jail like if i try earthbending once like i mess up a road boom jail she's like hey did you see the new grand canyon in south dakota (laughs) (laughs) like yeah uh, i think think water bending is the way to go i also don't know what you would do with like fire bending like what 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 are you gonna do like light torches yeah, and go explore. Unless you really want to just be like a murderer, I guess you could be a firebender. But um, I mean, 
you could keep people warm if you ever get stuck in the mountains. <laughs> so you uh, live out in the snow and you're a firebender. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, dude, air. Like, air, you can literally fly. Um, there's an episode where Aang just, like, runs super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, like, every episode? <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think I would go... I, I think I would go air. I think I'd go water. What about, like, money, in in the Avatar world? Would you change it up? In the Avatar world? Yeah, because there's other waterbenders, so you can't just uh, have a money-making scheme, because they'll just be like, yeah, I've seen that. I mean, yeah, probably if I was... But I'm talking... If, if we were in the real world, definitely waterbending, because... You could run the gambit. You could just scam people. So in the Avatar world, yourself. what would you be? At, oh boy. I think I, I would mean, be Earth. I think Earth, Earth. I think yeah, Earth I think, would be more practical. I think in the, the Avatar world, definitely They're Earth, definitely like the most powerful, I feel like. I feel like, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, you throw, it's you, all around them, yeah. you know? <laughs> just like air. It's, it's, it's in between air and Earth if I'm in the Avatar world. If I'm in the real world, waterbending. We're, we're we're scamming some people. Uh, scamming's not the right word. We're we're making money. We're making bad stats. Everything always turns into a money making scheme with you, Dylan. The world revolves around it. I'm Matt. I'm Dylan. And this is on, on a, a Tuesday? Tuesday. In this episode, we talk the best show of all time, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Ah, uh, Dylan, what have you been watching? Boy, you know, I'm trying to think, and nothing this week. Just, you got a you got a slow just, slow watching just, week, huh? I just I just finished up Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, oh, season one. Just I have that not di- dove in it yet. HBO Max, get on it, get on. Oh, it's on it. HBO Max. Yeah, it's it's, it's on heck? HBO Max. You didn't know? That? I, I literally that said makes it. A, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. So. If I if I don't hear you talk about it next week on what you've been watching, I'm gonna have to use one of my slaps on you. Yeah, I'll watch. To... I'll check it out. It's it's good stuff. Um, so I is the me... whole first season on there? Yeah, yeah. They so like they did this thing where like they released episodes weekly. So like I watched like the first eighteen episodes. There's twenty four episodes in the season. I watched like the first eighteen, and then like they like released them like each saturday it was i don't know why i don't know what the whole thing is behind it and then maybe like to just suck you in with the binging and then it's like well i think i think it was just it's i think they had to dub it oh yeah probably probably had something to do with why yeah but um but now all the episodes are on there really good uh high school musical the musical the series just seeing a lot of ads for that have you have you, you never seen it no you should you should watch it. I've it's, heard it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. From you, I mean, like it it, it blends <laughs> like it blends like you know like the music side with like it, it's kind of like the office, the way they do it. Like like something happens and then like it cuts to them and they're like doing like interview style um, storytelling and uh-huh. it's 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 hard to explain but it's it's very much kind of like the office but like it focuses on the musical in high school and it's it's just very fun you know it's it's like meant to be like a you know fun stuff i assume you were a big high school musical fan back in the day the og not i mean not really i mean i liked it about as much as you know a normal much as any other hetero male at the time yeah it was like at the time it was like oh this is pretty cool you know yeah it's it's nice it's a nice message you know you don't gotta stick to the status quo you know 
you can branch out and do other things you know mm-hmm. but uh good good stuff uh the big shot with um your Uncle boy John Jesse, Stamos you know? yep yep good stuff still still going on and uh I mean uh I started started watching uh I used to watch the show in high school called Treehouse Masters never and, heard of it uh, it, it came on on like Animal Planet and it's about this dude named Pete Nelson who's known as the treehouse guy and he literally goes and he builds like tree houses for like adults who want to have like, <laughs> their own separate space like when you think of tree houses you know you think of little kid stuff but like yeah he, like he's built like a like brewery. mansion tree houses yeah it's like something like like he's built a, a brewery tree house oh, so like that's pretty cool like, that's a good idea yeah, there's there's like a family who who like really big into brewing and all that had their own company and they like requested him to build this one so like that would be like in there. dude that restaurant would be filled every day if you so had a like, tree house he builds he builds all kinds of different tree houses for like people um so uh, I, I started watching that on discovery plus because i hadn't seen it for a while and i was in the mood for some some fun stuff you know uh highly recommend it makes me want to have a tree house like that pretty cool stuff maybe i'll check out uh this treehouse uh stuff what i've been watching is i watched all of selena season two. Oh, um uh, i haven't I haven't watched it yet is it is it good yeah that's your uh that's your corpus christi gal you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she is from corpus christi yeah we watched the whole first so like here's the thing i wouldn't say the show is like good and I wouldn't say it's like all that well made, but mm. like it's the characters, the characters you get drawn in by the characters, and you can't you mm. end up caring about them, and like they're they're very entertaining at times. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we all know what happens to Selena. So the second season was pretty uh, rough. Uh, oh, they they, they yeah they okay. did the thing. Uh, oh boy! And so yeah, it's only two seasons long. Oh. Um, but guess uh, they're not going to get a third season. No, no, no. I asked Jen at the end. I was like, "You think they're going to do a third season?" She's like, "No, I, I, I don't." It's over. The story's been told. Um, but yeah, it it, turned, it ended up being pretty good. I mean, just like hearing that, it really makes you want to just listen to all the music on repeat. Um, that's what I've been having on my Spotify. Bitty bitty bum bum. Little bitty bitty bum bum. You know. Um, I also watched New Mutants. Have you seen New Mutants yet? Look. I thought I for up. sure you would have seen it. There was a point in time where I wanted to, but after so many delays, and then after seeing so many terrible X-Men movies like uh, Dark Phoenix, I was just I gave up on it. Yeah, I, I mean, just, I didn't watch Dark Phoenix. I remember you watched that, and you were like, nah. I Somebody literally fell asleep in the theater. <laughs> watch it. Not once, but like twice. Just straight snoring. Like seriously, they were snoring, and like people woke him up, and then he was like, "Oh," and then he fell <laughs> Someone asleep came and again. Was like, Can you be quiet? We're trying to watch somebody. A movie. Somebody woke him up, and then he is like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah," and then literally like twenty minutes later, straight snoozing again. Dang. Like it was not a good movie. It was terrible. terrible uh, movie. New Mutants wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Um, so like five out of ten. Two and a half yeah, out of five. Yeah, it was in between. I, I think on Letterboxd. What did I give it on Letterboxd? What did Let's you see. give it? Because... I gave it a... Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half out of five. See, um, literally not worth not worth my time watching. I, mean, I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff in it. Like, when they use their powers, it's really cool. Like, Anya Taylor-Joy's powers are sick. 
Um, See, whenever whenever I think of watching it, I'm just like, okay, but it doesn't really matter because they're rebooting them anyway. They're yeah, like, X-Men, they're being rebooted, so it's just like, it's not worth my time. Yeah, it's not really, I, I wouldn't say it's worth a watch, but uh, yeah. I would say uh, maybe look up on Taylor Joy's parts in like YouTube or something. Oh yeah, I believe I believe <laughs> she, she finds like, like a giant it. demon bear and it's really yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm aware of that part. I remember seeing the commercials for it. I'm like, okay, giant demon bear versus Anya Taylor Joy. Yep. Cool, good stuff. Well, and it's so weird because they're all like super young because this movie was shot like 18 years and, ago, uh, <laughs> and it just came out. The movie like, was last shot year. in like it was like shot in like 2017. And yeah, it was just released like last year. Yeah, like Maisie Williams, like she looks younger in this than she does in like last season of Game of Thrones. It's so I feel so bad for him, but you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was Fox. it was all right. I mean, if you Fox. want to check it out, check it out. HBO Max. Probably not. I'm never gonna. Watch um, it. I watched something that you you talked about this movie like episode two of On a Tuesday. Um, oh yeah, my, my mm-hmm. dad's. Uh, movie Argo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won an Oscar dad, for this bad boy. Your dad being Ben Affleck. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really good. Really good stuff. Good. I don't even know what it was. That, I think it just popped up on HBO Max and I was like, you know what? It's time. It's a, um, it's a good movie. Like, it's very intense. Dude, the whole like, ending, I was just like... I mean, I assumed like things ended yeah, up being it, okay, but yeah. like it it was really rocky there for a minute. Yeah. They did a good job at like. It's funny when you think about the plot. It's very simple. Like it's like, we make a movie or a fake movie to get people out of a country, and then they just kind of do that. And it worked. I can't. I'm I'm really surprised. That and that's like the whole actually, movie, and yet it's still like very. It's like suspense. Like you're just like, oh my god, are they gonna make it out? Even though, I mean, even though you assume. Yeah, I mean most most people. I would hope know the story. If you don't look it up, it's really. I mean, I didn't know the story before watching it. I mean, I knew. Like, I had. The, I knew the. the gist, I knew the premise. I knew the gist of it. Like the in the eighties, there was this fake movie, and it was used to help get people out. That's what I knew. I knew that it had worked. I knew that, but I didn't know like the depth that they had gone into, like making this fake movie. Like they they built press up and all that stuff, and like just a couple days you know that part was crazy that I was must like, have sucked for like the actors that got hired and stuff like that and like all those like, people yeah, got, got fired yeah like oh, it's finally just, my breakthrough role like I'm finally like, gonna oh be in God. something I've been grinding for years and years it's just like it's been 15 years I finally got a breakout role and then she's like yeah this movie is just yeah this so is can... it's canned <laughs> yeah um, but and then, anything else yeah anything the last else. thing I watched was this uh, Japanese like 1977 movie called House mm-hmm. Um, it's like a horror movie it's actually like a cult like one of it's one of those movies that are like cult classic where like if you're a film nerd it's like oh yeah that movie's great wacky wacky movie Um, I don't I wouldn't say I recommend it but (laughs) if you're up for a trip I mean go right ahead Um, don't take it seriously at all because it's not um, meant to be serious it's it's crazy Um, very very trippy. Uh, Dylan, what do we got next? Do you have any news for us that came out this week? Um, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of news that's been going on in the world. Um, is there any not depressing news that we could talk about? Boy, not depressing news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't really know, man. I feel um, like you sent me something on Twitter the other day. 
It was something um, to do with it was some kind of Marvel. Uh, oh, you know, there's well, there there's been a few few instances of um, you know, not depressing news. Um, yeah, yeah, there was. So. so one thing you sent me was uh, a rumor of a Midnight Suns movie in early yeah, development. Marvel, what is what is that? I I don't know anything so, about that. So the Midnight Suns is like a collective of like basically like marvel's i wouldn't say like like heavy hitters but like they are some of like some of like the the people who can like they're like the mystical people right or is it just it's like it's like a mix of like mystical but well like in the comics it's a mix of like mystical but also like ones that can like punching like, yeah, like so, like in the comics, like Punisher, Blade, Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange. It's all it's your like, like anti hero, like grunge. Yeah, it's it's, your... it's anti heroes, <laughs> like people who have been through some stuff. People, people who have emotional damage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're like, who has emotional damage? Let's put them on a superhero team. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's there's a rumor that there's a film in early development. It's gonna have Doctor Strange, uh, Moon Knight. Blade, um, Hannibal King. I'm not too familiar with Hannibal no King. No idea who that is. Uh, Hellstrom. Hellstrom. I'm kind of familiar with. He's like the son of the devil. Uh, oh, oh, is that that guy from Ghost Rider? N- maybe. Whatever. He's like, I am I'm not, Legion. I'm not sh- maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not into, like. I'm not too familiar i just know Hellstrom. look if you haven't checked out uh nicholas cage's ghost rider you nearly we really need to that's, go check it out that's another character who's rumored as ghost rider okay um mm-hmm. for those of you who may not know agents of shield introduced don't know what that uh, is <laughs> I, look i don't mean to hate on the agents of shield people okay you should look, look it, you should really watch it it's a good watch mm-hmm. but in season four of agents of shield they introduced not one, but two Ghost Riders. There was the main one who was Robbie Reyes, who was the newer Ghost Rider, um, who's got like the cool Dodge Charger, I think it is, and like turns into Ghost Rider. And it, I think it's called the Hell Charger, something like that. Mm. Um, and then they, they also like, in one of the flashback episodes showing how he became Ghost Rider, they introduced a motorcycle riding one, but they didn't specify if it was. Um, if it was um oh my god i'm blanking on his name feels the normal ghost rider that nick cage played who was i'm gonna be honest with you if nick cage isn't playing ghost rider in this new movie i honestly don't care i do not care i want to hear nick cage screaming because he's on fire that's all i want so there was so ghost rider and then the last one rumored is scarlet witch which i think is interesting to see yeah no that sounds like a very cool team yeah so but they were they also rumored that there's also a rumor going around that Ghost Rider um, is rumored to appear in Doctor Strange too. So I, I mean, you know, I if he shows it. up in Doctor Strange too, you know, it it's possible that this rumor of a Midnight Suns movie could be true. You know, since what are the time, odds that it's Nick Cage though? It's it's probably very low because, I mean, as much as we <sighs> love Nick Cage and his. Uh, acting <laughs> acting styles um, they set they set up Robbie Reyes and Agents of Shield very well and they 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 left his like ending 
very much open and so like i can see him very much for a future up yeah yeah i understand yeah. that yeah so uh yeah that's that's a little bit of news sweet uh, um I, so last week i kind of messed up um i didn't did. watch yeah you did. episode two of the bad batch mm-hmm. and so we had to review episode one and that's it last that's week right but guess what i did dylan I watched, watched episode, episode two. two. What so about episode we... three? Episode three dropped. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I watched both of them. So we have been going. There. We been going there. <laughs> so we can uh, we can finally review episodes two Ooh. and three of the Bad Batch. Um, let's start episode two. Um, this is the episode where they go to the planet where there's that one clone from the Clone Wars. His um, name is Cut. His name is Cut. His name is Cut. I believe his name is Cut. All right. His name is Cut. Uh, they go to Cut's planet. And this is the guy who was like a clone deserter and mm-hmm. like literally started a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really cool seeing him back. I'm really glad we got to see him. And like they made sure to like, they, they, they did a good job of like making sure we don't forget. Cause we saw his character in clone wars. And so, um, I like that they brought him back and they kind of showed like what what this new like post clone wars life is going to bring for him a little bit, you know, because now they're like the the empire starting to like put a a lockdown on on everything, you know. They're taking yeah. people's ships, they're basically like if you're They're like, starting so, the occupation basically. Yeah. Yeah. So like we it was nice to see like from his perspective uh, like a family his, man like uh just just like uh what what it's gonna do to like normal people yeah yeah and like it's really especially interesting since you know we are going to see the what happens to the clones you know as they transition into not using clones as stormtroopers anymore mm-hmm. um so we got like, a lot of that in episode three i feel like we we did um but it was it was really nice to see like how that affected uh cut and his family and um yeah it was just fun and then you know he mentioned rex our good old good old captain rex oh, you know captain rex and odds uh, that how, we see rex in this uh show i mean he's showed up in the trailers so oh okay it, so high i put it at 100 percent. i put it at 100 percent. 99.9 they pull a fast one and he just never shows up did you did you not see that trailer? I guess I did not. Um, I we got we got a lot of Omega. Con- I feel like we're getting a lot of Omega content in all I'm, these I'm episodes. Liking it. I'm liking um, it. She's fun. She's, yeah, you said that you really liked her last I really week, did. I really um, did. and I think you were talking about this episode. Um, yeah, and just how she's kind of doing her own thing. She's like, mm-hmm. I could do stuff. Like, let me do stuff. Yeah. She almost got eaten by one of those cats from episode two. You know, you, you know that too, right? As as soon as I watched the episode, I was like, "Hey, I remember that." I think thing. it's called like a Nazgul. I'm pretty sure. You are probably more familiar with it than <laughs> I am. Uh, but yeah, that was th- those things are cool to see. I don't remember if they had those in the Clone Wars episode that uh, 
cut was recall. in or whatever. Yeah, don't, um, don't recall. Uh, so at the end, um, Omega was supposed to go with the family, with Cut's family. Right. Uh, right. To go live like a normal life that's, and be a kid. That's what Hunter, that's what Hunter wants. So did she just like run away? Like, did what? do you think oh, the yeah, Twilight she, mom was like, oh yeah, go ahead, go with Hunter and them? Or did she just sneak away? Because yeah. she just ran straight into Blaster Fire. Like as I feel like, I feel like the mom was definitely like, you got to follow your own path, you know, and do what feels right. Because like, and then let her run straight into blaster fire. Yeah. yeah, Because, well, I feel like, because I feel like they said like, she's, she's tougher than, you know, you give her credit for. I feel like she said that to Hunter or whatever. So she, I feel like she knew that she would be okay. But like, yeah, she didn't like be like, oh no, where's Omega? Yeah. We never saw, they must've just left. Like they were probably just like if okay so if Omega did sneak off that means that they just were like well oh well we gotta go <laughs> she's gone bye yeah no I feel like I feel like she definitely was like you gotta follow your own path young one and do you know do what you gotta she I hope she's like you know be careful and she didn't just be like yeah go run into that blaster fire over nah there. I think that's what I think that's exactly what happened because that was one of the one of the things I literally wrote down was like. Omega just kind of sneaks off and that family does not care um, but this was a good episode I really liked episode, episode. 2 um, episode mm-hmm. 3 I think was better um, we got uh, our team stranded on a moon basically mm-hmm. it's not a good good episode of Clone Wars if uh, clones aren't stranded somewhere <laughs> yeah I mean that's just kind of it's a classic episode getting stranded on a planet is just a Star Wars thing it's happened on Mandalorian yeah. it's happened in Clone Wars it's just it's part of the job it's what you do um yeah. they get stranded on a planet uh, they have like these creatures that are eating their their attracted uh, to the power yeah They're attracted to the power sources <laughs> um in this omega like kind of ends up being the hero who like goes and fi- gets the power source back from that creature she got some her, she used her brain power bro no i got some heavy like ray talking to a snake vibes and, that, and i i think it's just leaning more and more into omega being uh force sensitive one thing i mean i i definitely agree with you because there's something special about her that they haven't revealed you know and i definitely think i definitely think being a force sensitive person because because good old palpy good old palpatine okay he you know he cloned himself right he used the kaminoan technology in order to clone himself right so I'm trying to think like maybe this was like Kaminoan's first attempt at I'm not saying it's a clone of Palpatine. Is that I'm what you're like, saying, Dylan? You're saying I'm clone not, of Palpatine. You've heard it here saying, first, people. Dylan thinks that. it's a clone of Palpatine. I'm saying like got I the think, blonde hair. I think that I'm saying I think that the Kaminoans were probably trying to like figure out how to get like the force sensitive like yeah. ability into it. This is like, like the start of what they were doing with like baby Yoda type stuff yeah so like they were they were like trying to do that and they probably figured it out with omega um because they definitely at the end of the episode they made it seem like like omega was the key like omega was super important something yeah because they were saying that they wanted to weren't the camino and saying they wanted to get her back or something like that yeah yeah because they were trying to ensure their like yeah, survival yeah. or something like that so there's something about it and i'm so i'm thinking they were they were messing around with the midichlorians there and they were getting it figured out and omega was the first like successful test subject 
Yeah, with I, I 100% agree. We also got a lot of good stuff with um, Crosshair. Crosshair. Um, him and his team, they're, they're trying to implement regular people into yeah, these they're, they're doing the regiments. They're doing what they, were, what they were doing with like Finn in episode you know seven where like they draft these people. Well, they kind of kidnapped him when he was a kid. Yeah, not like, like episode seven. More like yeah. what you see stormtroopers in like episode four where they're just yeah. like trying to get people like they're recruiting. It's like in Solo yeah. when they're recruiting people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a better one because episode seven they were just kidnapping kids yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so yeah they're implementing the basically the draft what what would be like the draft in our world where they uh, they just take you in and they're like hey you joining us you yeah. know we'll pay you and all that. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting to see. I don't because... really understand their thought process with like not using clones because they've already shown how one like like Once, they, like they've said when... that the clones are like literally engineered to mm-hmm. to fight be better and to be yeah. better. Um, and they've shown that they're completely obedient when they have those chips in. So yeah, it makes no sense also... that they want to recruit people. It could be because they know because the Kaminoan said that um, the Django or yeah, Django oh Fett's, yeah, uh, DNA, the DNA is like starting to to like break deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. So it would so have to use could, a different clone. Yeah, so it could be that they're just like, okay, it's breaking. So let's just start just cut it off. People. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I could say that maybe there's reason for it is I feel like if you recruit regular people you're gonna have a lot more people who take pride in the empire um it's like it's like the u.s like we take pride in our soldiers and stuff like that you know um and i think that that's just kind of another way for them to get people on board with this empire and like yeah because if you're like your family member becomes part of the empire yeah you're gonna be pro-empire yeah so they're, they're they're definitely trying to like sneakily be like hey we're actually really good for the the galactic you know galaxy you know here. so yeah 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 um any other things that stuck out to you in these episodes do you think do you think crosshair is gonna be redeemed by the end of the season just i mean i i think that there's no there's no shot that he doesn't um I don't know if he'll get redeemed. I do think he comes back to like the team. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they've talked a little about like now that the Bad Batch control. knows, yeah, now that the Bad Batch knows that he has a chip in his head and that's the reason that he's probably turned on them. Um, they're going to do everything that they can to try to fix him and get that chip out. Um, right. So yeah. I think we're going to definitely see that. What's I, like I, what's their plan right now, Bad Batch? Are they just flying? Just, they're trying to get away. Think, or are they trying to go somewhere? I'm, you know, I'm really not sure if they have a plan. I think they're just trying to survive and mm-hmm. try to find a safe space for right now that they can, like, set up, you know, a living... Get their bearings, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, they're on the run now. They mm-hmm. are on the run, so life's dangerous, especially when they have a kid with them, you know? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. where they go from that. Yeah, still really interested in what... It's going to get... It, it, it. I feel it. Like, it's getting closer and closer as to, like, what's going to happen to clones 
one now that they're in the empire they're definitely building up to it like i i thought that um whenever they first introduced that team of just reg or not regs but uh just regular people who were gonna join crosshair on that i thought Mm -hmm. they were gonna be wearing stormtrooper armor and that was like the first time we were gonna see it but they were wearing clone armor which was painted black yeah which is which was like bad batch feel yeah yeah um, but yeah, I like these episodes. Um, I'm excited for the future of this. Interesting. Me too. Uh, Dylan, are you ready mm-hmm. to hop in to our main topic? Because we have quite the main topic today. It's a big it's a big one. It's a big one. It's near and dear to our hearts. It's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Um, we just kind of decided that we wanted to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender in mm. its entirety. And just kind of like we did with Star Wars, just kind of gush about how uh how great it is right. um what we love about it um dylan my first question for you is just what was like your first experience with avatar Boy, like where where did it all start 2005 maryland that's where i was when I read it. <laughs> that's where uh, it happened boy i mean i can't remember if i if i remember if i like saw previews of the show leading up to, it. I can't remember. It's just I remember, too far. yeah, I remember previews for it. Before I feel like it came I feel out. like I feel like there were, and I probably that's how I. But I just I remember it came out Nickelodeon two thousand five. There I am in Maryland. I'm like, what, eight years old, right? Didn't expect <laughs> to get my mind blown, okay, at eight years old. But there well, I, I would was. say like to start. I feel like the great thing about started Avatar, off is like very like it's kitty like it's fun it's just it, it doesn't say, get into the mind-blowingness i feel like to so start like, whenever whenever you're talking about cartoon shows i feel like you fall into like two categories there's like one that's like it's very clear like this is kids you know like you know it's not it's gonna have like you know there's there's gonna be like a storyline for each episode you know it's it's gonna be very fun lighthearted. We'll teach you some lessons at each episode, you know. And then there's other cartoons that are like, they have like it's gonna be a little deeper. deeper. Yeah, it has deeper themes, deeper meanings. Um, you know, it'll teach you stuff along the way. But like, they have a very like, the episodes aren't like just like by themselves, and then you never like refer back to them. Yeah, like, like SpongeBob. Some episode, yeah, like episodes will like build off of of like one little thing and like you actually have like a narrative yeah 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 narrative and um that was that was very clear that that was going to be like this show because it's it's their first episode it started with them okay we're going to take you to the north pole so you see that it's gonna follow that that journey this was probably like the first show i ever watched that was like that as far as like a show that has a continued narrative and isn't just mm-hmm. one-off episodes every time. Because before yeah. that, I mean, it was just SpongeBob and mm-hmm. Caillou yeah. and Cyber Chase, you know? Yeah, wow. yeah. And so, like, I mean, you don't think I realized it then, you know? But like, <laughs> you start, you start with that, and then like, I think, I think it's so. Like, the first episode is split into like episode one and two. You know, it's like the same thing. So I think it's what the second or third episode where we see like the, the destruction of the fire nation we see the skeleton of monk Gyatso. yeah that's like, really like the second that's, episode <laughs> yeah yeah so like that's when you're like oh whoa you're like 
Is am I, I remember as a kid, this? I didn't like that. I didn't like that episode because it was, was so like, like dark and sad. Yeah, I was like, "Am I supposed to be watching? <laughs> like, is this meant for my age?" And um, I think that's one of the like main. It's the one of the main draws of it is just like you see some like real stuff. Like, yeah, it's made for kids, but it's like it's mature enough to uh, yeah, exactly. Have, like, real you, you get real real emotions out of it um exactly. i think uh when i first yeah so i remember uh, i watched it like as it came out as a kid mm-hmm. um i remember like when it, it it like stopped for a while or something like that like it had a hiatus after season well, they would, two there was a long hiatus i thought it was never gonna I, come yeah back. i was i remember as a kid me and my me and my brother were just like both like so sad i was so sad that was we were bummed. never gonna get to see like the end of avatar and yeah because i was like i was like and just got shot with lightning <laughs> and they're flying away they just revived him i was like the biggest cliff like, like that was the biggest it was like a year yeah. they put on hiatus for like a year and i was like it's like we're just never gonna find out what happens after like i thought for sure it was done i was like okay yeah all right um, and then when it, i remember the i remember seeing the commercial for whenever they announced that it was coming back yeah and i was like thank god, god. yeah i remember being so hyped as a kid uh whenever like just seeing like that it was coming back and we were gonna get a final season i remember watching like that last season and thinking like the last season feels pretty different from the other two seasons it's definitely like more more mature and it's more mature more serious like the stakes have never been higher yeah i mean it's Um, all in the fire nation so it's just always on edge but i i do remember like watching the finale as a kid um having my mind absolutely blown to pieces the two hour finale it was like they showed like all it was a movie it was a movie yeah yeah. it's basically a tv movie and like it was insanity i've seen a lot of people say that the or like you'll look at lists on the internet and stuff of like shows that ended perfectly and stuff like that and this is on a lot of those lists where it's like a finale that just delivers so good it was such a good finale like from start to finish it was a perfect show like i would say it's a perfect show like nine point seven out of ten <laughs> i think that i don't want to give it a ten I, one, I can't i would give it a ten uh okay i'll give it there's a 10 only too. i think there's only one episode of the entire show that i would say i don't like and it's the one where ang can't sleep before the invasion of the yeah, Fire Nation. yeah yeah and like momo and appa turn into like samurai, samurai. and they're like talking and fighting that's why, and I just, that's why i was like wasn't sure if i wanted to give it a ten because like <laughs> everything is perfect but yeah i don't that episode is just like so i know a lot of people don't like the episode of um the canyon whenever they go into the canyon and there's the two that, two yeah, clients kind of... i like that episode a lot because it has like whenever Aang tells a story he's like no it's just a little kid they're playing yeah. and then, playing uh... and then at the end of, and then they're like it's a good thing you knew them both and he's like i was just bs and i don't <laughs> yeah, know anything about these guys <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the only redeeming quality about that episode. But yeah, that is that's probably one of my least. Those are like my two least favorite episodes. But like other than that, like every episode hits. Every episode slaps. You know. Yeah, I just think it's crazy how um, how I, I think that. So this is my favorite show of all time. I would like, say hands. Down. I would agree. I would probably um, agree. It's and I think it's crazy that it it's something that I saw when I was like 
like you said, like eight years eight, old, eight and it's years old. lasted this long because that's, I this last year was probably the love. first time I rewatched the entire thing in like yeah, years I would agree. and years. I would agree, and I remembered like, all of it. I remembered like every single episode, <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's because like I just re- I remember like Nickelodeon would like replay the episodes, and every chance it was on, I would just watch it. But like, it just it holds up. It holds. It stands the test. Insane how much like, it holds up, yeah. It's been like 16 years since it came out, and it's it's still one of the greatest shows of all time. And, like, the thing I love is that, like, people now nowadays can watch it on Netflix. You I know. know. They when can, it dropped on Netflix, it got a whole new, like... I it got a whole new, like... Yeah, all their people being like, whoa, this show is awesome. Yeah, it got, like... So it got, like, the resurgence of, like you and me and like people our age who are like who yes! loved this to like, start and then you get yeah, all, all like, these new yes. fans yeah and then people are yeah people who hadn't seen it they're just like what's this i'll just check it out and then they're like this is great and like i just remember it was trending on twitter and everybody was just like like nobody was being bad like oh see all the new people like nah, nobody was everybody like, was like come on in nah, yeah nobody was in. like gatekeeping everybody we- was like join us <laughs> we know it's here. it's the greatest thing you've ever seen we know we know yeah. yeah um so it is the greatest thing we've ever seen or i've mm-hmm. ever seen um what what do you think it is about avatar that is so amazing that well like what is it that we love about it and that makes it the best show of all time well, to I us think, at least i mean again i think the the fact that um you know it's it's like a cartoon so like you can enjoy it as a kid it's very accessible yeah but it's it's not just that it's the like like we were saying the narrative and the storytelling and the world building and like how it it mirrors some like some events from like the real world like like the genocide of the air nation you know it it mirrors a lot of real world thematically it's very like there are a lot of lessons to be learned in avatar exactly and so i think i think that's probably one of its its draws is the show's not about just war <laughs> yeah not just that uh, but also like they do a good job at like world building and like developing characters mm-hmm. from like the beginning all the way to the you know very end of the the series they did a good job of like giving characters their growth yeah i think I think that just like from the start, I mean, the premise of it is automatically cool where it's, yeah, oh yeah, there's four bend. people that can bend, yeah, elements. Like that's yeah. just, that's just visually cool. It's, yeah, it's so cool. Um, the added element of be like it, integrating like different fighting styles into that. Yeah. Um, like each, and, each bender has different like styles of how they like move yeah and whether stuff. it's like jujitsu like, or like uh, yeah. karate or whatever um, yeah and like some some like firebenders adopt like earth bending techniques and the, how they fight and all that yeah just so just all cool. the martial arts is very cool mm-hmm. um i like you said the world we've we've both uh we're on record of saying how much we love world bend, world building Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so I think it, I mean it's a great world. Like mm-hmm. it has all this spirit stuff. Um, it's got 
you see like the map from the very beginning um and it just leaves a lot of room for exploration which they do they explore literally the they whole explore map the in the entire show. that's pretty much what the whole show is about is like exploring and going through the world i still and, have this i found this image uh like i think it was on like reddit or something and it like it has like everywhere that they traveled in the yeah yeah like the lines and stuff yeah, yeah and i have like i have it like saved on my camera roll and it's just so fun to look at because it's just like they really did just <laughs> they bounced the, around yeah <laughs> they traveled the entire world just like throughout the show and it's really cool to see that um yeah so beyond that i think the main things that are great about it is literally just like it's a really funny show. It's really like well written, and it's mm-hmm. just kind. Of, it's kind of hilarious. The whole the mm-hmm. whole show is hilarious, yeah. um, and I think the characters are just. You well love done. these characters. I don't think there's yes. a single character in the show that I hate. Um, Ozai. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's kind of a douche, but like he's he's voiced by Mark Hamill. Like how much how, how much can you hate him? You got true. you got Luke Skywalker himself voicing uh, the most evil man on the planet. Um, yeah, but. Absolutely love this. Speaking of characters, um, I'm curious who who is your favorite character in Iroh. all of Avatar? Iroh. Uncle Iroh. What Uncle is it about Iroh. Iroh that you love? Just so wise and like <laughs> he he's is experienced. He's experienced some stuff. Okay, like he's done he's done some terrible stuff because of like what his what grand grandfather great grandfather started. And, you know, he was in the war and he did a lot of these things that were bad. And then he, you know, he lost his son and he really, like, it was, it took that. Pour one out for uh, Ira's boy. It took, like, that punch in the gut for him to realize the Fire Nation is so messed up. Like, He's like, why are we doing the things that we're doing? You know, it made him question everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I just love the fact that, like, he, 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 like, was trying his best to, to guide Zuko, um, and, like, to get him to see throughout the entire show that what was going on was wrong. And it, I think that storyline of him, uh, essentially becoming Zuko's father figure mm-hmm. and trying to teach him uh, the way a father should um, and all the lessons he, he you know taught I thought that was really good and he I don't know I, I don't know if Iroh is my favorite character I just said that right off the bat but he's I think he's it's wonderful. totally understandable if, if Iroh is your favorite he's, character he is he's I would say he is one one of, of the best 100% um, yeah, I think at one. base value I mean Iroh is just funny and yeah. like he's super entertaining the whole mm-hmm. first i mean the whole first season he's just an entertaining funny yeah. duddy like he's the he's the fat old guy who just loud lazes then, around and doesn't really but care then, like there's always those moments where it like stuff's hitting the fan and he's just like like the in the the finale for season one whenever he's like if you heard that uh, you know, yeah, I will unleash of, on you tenfold. Yeah, yeah, and then he does it like he kills the fish, and then all of a sudden he's just like, okay. Yeah, that's the other thing like, is he's just so cool. Like he he can back like he's this lazy dude who literally is like one of the most powerful benders. Like and like there. he he will back up whatever he says. Like, yeah, and like we get I love that we get that in like each season. Like yeah. he's just like 
So, I mean, it just, yeah, they just keep getting deeper into Iroh, and, it, and then they eventually explore all the things that you kind of talked about, all the heartbreak mm-hmm. behind them. Um, yeah. I strive every day, or at least I should strive every day to be like Iroh, just drink my tea, enjoy. His his whole thing is just like, enjoy life, like, don't be mm-hmm. a douche to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely guy. My favorite character, can you guess who my favorite character is? Is it Sokka? It's Sokka. Um, uh, you know, you know. If we're talking favorite characters, I, I I'm gonna agree with you. I I think Sokka is my favorite character. Sokka's easily, I think the best. Well, I don't know. I think a lot of people think he, that Iroh is the best character in Avatar, but yes. Sokka Sokka's, Sokka carry. I think Sokka carries the whole show. He um, starts off like I think whenever I first watched it as a kid, I didn't I didn't like Sokka at first because like he started off as like this very like patronizing like oh. Katara do laundry. He's you know, like, yeah, like, he's like sexist women, at the, at the he's very sexist. And like I I did not like him at the very beginning. But then again, what's what's so great about the show is like the way that they they build the character. Yeah, so the like, character they take him from like this yeah. they take him from this real sexist jerk of a guy and like, you know, they take him through this stuff and he he meets um oh my god, he meets Suki. Yeah, and, and that's like, kind of where it turns. Yeah, that's where it turns because he's like, it's like girls know, can't it, fight. And yeah, and then he, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he's like, you know what? I was wrong. I'm a jerk. And like ever since then, he like he starts this new character path of becoming like, like, hey, men aren't gonna be the greatest at everything. And he's like, <laughs> sometimes a woman is gonna be better at you, and like. It goes from that to being like he's like very like go women like go even like uh, I, I feel like they they do stay true to his character though because even in later episodes um, like Serpent's Pass whenever they meet back up with Suki um, mm-hmm. like he's trying to protect her the whole time and doesn't mm-hmm. want uh, well because I mean that's after. Yue dies so obviously yeah. he's like very protective of like that. that's one thing I love about Sokka is he's just the protector of the group mm-hmm. like he will literally like fall on a knife for anybody He yeah. even though he, he has no powers and he's the one that's always trying to basically shield everyone else from everything um, you see it in like little moments where like he covers Toph in the finale whenever mm-hmm. the airships are falling. Like he yeah. like covers her with his body. Um, I just it, love his. I love his progression from from start to finish. And yeah. then whenever he becomes, whenever he wants to like learn something to help him become a better like member of the team, you know, so that way he can actually participate and help in fights. And he becomes a swordsman, a swordsmaster. Yeah. I just thought that part was so cool. And then yeah. like. He's just such a great character. He goes from like, like I said, he goes from this sexist jerk to being like, you know, he's, he's just a man. Uh, he's also hilarious. Every, uh, I want to get into some of our favorite quotes of the show. And um, basically all of mine are just Sokka quotes. Um, he's just a guy with a boomerang. He didn't ask for all this flying and magic. He's just the meat and sarcasm guy. Um, I love what he's talking to. He's talking to the little what is it? A moose lion. Uh, whenever he gets oh, stuck yeah. in the hole, yeah. He <laughs> like, like he's yeah. like, all right, if I get out of this, it's no more meat or sarcasm. That's all I am is the meat and sarcasm guy. And then yeah. he gets out and he's like, "Do you have any meat?" Um, 
You got any? You got any quotes for me? I mean, I can't. I can't really think of a whole lot off the top of my head. You know, there's just what about there's moments? Some... Are there? What about moments in the show? Like, what are like oh, the God. top moments? Uh, um, it could be fights. It could be interactions. Again, I think I think Sokka. One of the one of the best moments of Sokka becoming a swordsman. There's just something about it where like he. He feels like he's not pulling his weight in the team, and then he decides, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing that. I, I'm gonna learn to become a swordsman and all that." Um, I think that was like one of the like cool, coolest moments. Um, also, just seeing him like be big brain and like plan out the entire like invasion on the day of Black Sun, and like day of Black Sun is. I remember seeing that as a kid. And, and I, like, um, this is insane. I, I thought that that was going to be the finale of the last I airbender. So. I thought so too. And, and so then it whenever it ended and it was like they lost, I was like, wait, what? There's going to be more? <laughs> oh boy. Let's see. I'm trying to think of like, I didn't understand how many episodes were in a season back then. So uh, yeah. Um, a couple that I have things? are, I, I think the Zuko versus Azula in the end, uh, oh, like the the final Agni Kai. Yeah, I mean oh. that was just you. You can that was like you can go back and watch that on YouTube, and it's just the it's music, like yes. it's just gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous, it's and beautiful. all the weight behind their fight. I mean, it's it's insane. Um, another thing I love okay. is Sokka walking through the desert, cactus juiced up, um, fluffy giant mushroom, mushy giant mm. friend. When God, May when it. when May and Ty Lee betray Azula oh, and they realize like we're doing the wrong things. <laughs> we're doing the wrong things and they like she when like May is like, I love Zuko more than I'm fear you. And she's like, You made the wrong choice and then Ty Lee <laughs> comes out and Yeah, Ty Lee comes out and we're just like Yeah, Ty Lee's sick. Yeah. Ty Lee is overpowered. She is too good. Oh man. Um, uh, what else? There's so many like great. Zuko is angry moments. at myself. Speech I think is great on Ember Island. Whenever he, uh, this is after like he betrayed, because um, he said his that pocket. he was gonna, yeah, he betrayed his, he betrayed Iroh, um, and he's just kind of struggling with who he is. Mm-hmm. And you basically just lays it all out um, on Ember Island whenever he's talking with all his friends, and he does like the I'm angry at myself, and like the fire bursts up from the fire. Uh, pit and I feel like that's like the turning point for Zuko because um, oh, yeah. Zuko's dude Zuko's such a great character I feel like so many things I love, have been I love Zuko he's also one of my he's literally uh, do you think uh, great Kylo Ren was literally of, based off of Zuko right I would agree <laughs> I mean he's he's literally just just, just Zuko they're like um, I think JJ Abrams do? was like yeah I want that guy they're like what should we do for this character Kylo Ren and they're, someone's like have you heard of Zuko from <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender? They're like, um, no. And then they watched it and they're like, okay, that's going to be the character mold. I mean, it's just so, so well. Um, you know, I, yeah, I forgot to mention, I think Suki is also one of my favorite characters. She's just, she's a badass. Let's Yeah, so. let's run through. So some of my favorite characters, uh, obviously I said Sokka. Toph, our girl Toph. The blind bandit. Bandits. I mean, oh. literally, probably the coolest character if I had, uh, if out I did, there. If I had to choose top five right now, it's Sokka. Like in no particular order, it's it's Sokka, Toph, uh, Zuko, Suki, Iroh. Top five. 
It's a good one. Um, I've got. It's uh, hard. This Ed, isn't top Aang, five, but it's close. Aang is like, um, Aang's not my favorite character, but he's definitely like. He's got, great. He's got good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's great. He's just not the coolest. Um, yes, but I would agree. But I mean, he's he's. The he's Avatar awesome. isn't the coolest. Yeah, <laughs> Aang's, Aang's cool. Um, but I got Toph. I got Jet. My boy Jet. I always boy. loved his swords. His hook Jet. swords were the coolest things ever his, when I was a his kid. Hook, his hook swords are cool, but Jet got on my nerves so much. <laughs> I God. love Jet. Jet's, Jet. Did he die? Question mark. Unanswerable questions. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody really knows the answer to this except for the creators because they did that in the, the what the Ember Island players. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, like, did, they're did, like did, did Jet just did die? Jet? And they're like, and they're like, you know. It's unclear. Like, no, nobody knows if Jet is actually dead. Uh, yeah, I think I think Jet was dead. Uh, I got Iroh I so. on mine. I got Azula. I think Azula is a really cool character. She's a where great she's just because she was. I mean, I've seen so many like character breakdowns about like how she was like so obsessed with being perfect and like the strain of she that kind of on her mental was health. Perfect, like yeah, but like it was like it was because her like father there's like so many different like work she's got some mommy and, like, issues and like the the yeah like the mental health like like breakdown i've seen on like her and like other characters it's like insane how yeah, her eventual like don't. breakdown is i think what makes her character so i mean to start her character is awesome just because she's so overpowered and she just dominates anyone that she goes up against yeah. uh she's she's literally the opposite of zuko where you watch zuko and he fails over and over and over, and then you watch. Azula but that makes him she, better. Yeah, it's because of that failure that he is able to. That he, be, he ends up overcoming. Great, her, yeah, yeah, he becomes a great, you know, not only firebender but like leader and person and all that. But yeah. because she was like, she was perfect so to start perfect from yeah from the start that she like never failed at anything that she just fails once and she just like breaks. Like yeah, I think Azula is one of like the best villains uh, out there. You know, I if you're talking top villains, and then uh, my boy Appa. Appa. Appa, oh, Appa. that big fluffy, fluffy beast. Um, I, I love the guy. I mean, you get the episodes of him lost. That and broke it's me. Just, that was like that's one of the saddest. Episodes. You want to see a little kid cry? I'll tell you what. <laughs> watch me watch Nappa getting thorns picked out of him uh, yeah. when I was like ten years old. God, um, such a sad episode. Do you want to go into our top three episodes, Dylan? You know, we've been talking for a while. I think it's about time. That it's about time we uh, hit this. We we end this strong with our top three episodes. Dylan, mm-hmm. you want to give me your number three to start? Oh, boy. Um, actually, let me. do you want me to give some... Actually, you go first, and we'll give honor, honorable mentions at the end. At the end, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, we could do honorable mentions now. No, we that's do. not. Okay. Because um, what if but, one of your honorable mentions are one of my top three? Okay. All right. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I I'm going to I'm going to start this by saying that my three favorite eps all come from season 3. I think season 3 is the best season of Avatar the Last Airbender. It's a great season. No no cap. I think my favorite season all. is the second season, but episode 3 has probably like some of the best episodes like individually. Season 3 just I think knocked it out of the park. So, so all mine come from season 3. So my my number 3 I think Oh boy, this is this is tough. I think my number three has to be. Uh, it's in between. It's in between two of them. Make it a tie, dude. I don't care. This is our podcast. It's, all right. You know what? <laughs> F it. F it. It's a tie between the day of Black Sun okay. and also um, 
the the episode where where Aang and Zuko learn about, oh the firebending like, masters very no, no, cool no not when the, oh, dang that's awesome <laughs> but the one where where Aang goes and he learns from Avatar Roku and Zuko is reading the scroll about oh his yeah that is finds out, uh, the Avatar and the Fire name. Lord yes that's one we'll talk about that in a little bit okay yeah so. I guess it's a tie for those three. <laughs> those three are tied for number three. I could not decide. Can you say them again? Which were so the after so the Fire Lord and then so, Black Sun? Are you saying so Day of yeah. Black Sun together? Both yeah, of the, the two. Yeah, the two part, the two part episode. I just count them as one part. Dude, it's such like, a cool, such a cool. Like if that was the finale, it was so funny that back then when I thought that was the finale, I thought it was an awesome finale. Like I thought, it was, but it was it funny felt, because towards the end of it. I was like, wait, like you're like nothing Aang is getting fought, resolved. Aang hasn't <laughs> fought uh, Oza yet. How is like, this? There's no resolution. This is a terrible finale. This is gonna Nobody's... be a two second fight between them. Yeah, like... yeah. So, so the day of Black Sun, the fire bending masters, and then the Avatar and the Fire Lord, all tied for number three. It's so hard to choose between those. Uh, Firebending Masters is definitely an honorable mention for me. Um, so whenever they go and meet the dragons, um, they do like the little Dragon Ball Z dance. Yeah, <laughs> they do the and then at the, dance. At, the, yeah. at the end of the episode, they're like, "Oh, cool, you learned to dance." And like, yeah. Zuko's like, "It's not a it's dance." Not a dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are great. Uh, my number three is the library from season two that's an intense um, one they find the Ooh. library of what's his name like wong chi wow or something like that wong wong chi oh i don't know i don't want to push i already butchered I, it uh yeah, it's something already, like that we've already ruined it it's a cool name for um, awesome for like a sick owl owl, owl spirit that owl spirit is dope um, he terrifies me he he haunts my, my dreams. Um, he he shows he up in Korra. We'll talk about Korra in a different. Yeah, episode. we're we're saving for those of you who don't know. We're saving Korra for for a different episode. She deserves um, her own. Episode. But yeah, uh, that owl man, what a cool owl! Um, he terrifies me. We get Sokka discovering that there's going to be a day of black sun, and, that's and the that way. they can that they can defeat the Fire Nation. Uh, talk well, that's also. That's also the episode where Appa gets taken. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. What a heartbreaking moment, man. When Toph is just trying to fight him off while trying to hold on to the library as it's sinking. I mean, you know what I think Toph is... starts crying and it's just, oh, my God. It breaks your heart. But you know Aang what I think comes is... out and Appa's gone. What I think is really interesting is that, like, after that moment, we see in, like, season three, whenever they are all together on the beach that she says i've been practicing my sand yeah, so because... that that moment she felt so powerless and she does not like to feel powerless no, let me no. tell you so that moment made her practice her sand bending so she's also she's a she wasn't gonna bending. lose again she she's wasn't gonna metal, lose again metal bending she invented that and then she like honed in on her sand bending so she's just best earthbender ever but yeah, uh, number three, the library. I just love the uh, it's a, it's, the it's lore of it all. I love yeah. the uh, how the, that there's just this giant library buried in the desert, and we and this is where we kind of learn. This is where we learn that this is the library that um, General Zhao went Ad, to. Admiral Zhao. Admiral Zhao went to. 
uh, to figure out that the spirits were living in the koi fish pond and that mm-hmm. those were the spirits. Um, just just a cool like way to wrap it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, it just that episode alone shows how like ahead the writers thought with everything. Everything they yeah. definitely had everything planned out before. They were like they're like day of black sun where the firebenders are powerless and someone was like i already got you fam that we're saving that for season three Mm -hmm. uh what do you got number two oh number two the boiling rock from season three (laughs) this is one of my least favorite episodes (laughs) really dude i love it i i just i love a good prison break movie you know i love a good prison break you know and i love it's just it's so cool to good see soccer that. content for sure it's good it's good soccer content and good zuko content that's where we get the that's rough buddy that's where we get the <laughs> classic meme that's where we get the classic meme my but, girlfriend um, turned into the moon that's rough, like, that's buddy, rough yeah. buddy but um i just i love there's like i said i love a good like it's like a heist they're like trying to save his dad. it's a heist so, yeah 100%. it's like a heist it's like a heist breakout you know and like they're trying to like make sure that they don't get caught and all this stuff and it's just it's such good content and then like not only is it like intense and all that but we also get <laughs> that one dude who like they like break out with and like he's just like he just like shows up and he's like part of the group yeah when he's and, like, like i'm new here yeah <laughs> what's up everybody but he's like hey i'm so and so he's like nice <laughs> to meet you but also like whenever they're like they find Sokka's dad and Suki and then they're like trying to break out and like they're like we need to start a riot and then Sokka's dad is just like I got this and he goes and insults somebody he's like why did you that say that hurt my feelings yeah. yeah and then the other guy's like don't worry I got this and then he like picks up the one dude he's like riot riot, riot. riot. and yeah. then they all just start rioting so it's just good like fighting and like intensity but it's just it's also got some humor in it too yeah we get some Zuko and Mei content in there um, mm-hmm. this is the episode that you're talking about where Mei where and they're like, Ty Lee yeah. turn on Azula oh, yeah. very great moment um, good stuff it's a it's a really good. I, I will say I used to not like it that much, and then after my last rewatch, I liked it a lot more. It's still not my favorite, but it's one it, of my favorites. It's just, it's good content. It's a it's a content. it's a really good episode. Um, my number two is something that we mentioned earlier. Something called the Avatar and the Fire Lord. This oh, is the yeah. episode where Aang goes with Roku to learn about Roku's story, and Zuko is reading the scrolls to learn about his great great. It's so, it's such a wild event. Like I remember watching that episode, and like it blew my mind because so Avatar Roku's daughter is Zuko's grandmother. Yeah, so yeah. I remember. I'm like, I remember watching. That, I was like, so Aang is like Zuko's <laughs> great grandpa. Yeah, spiritually related. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this is insane. I remember that. Like I remember watching that episode, and yeah, that was like my reaction. I was just like this is insanity like because i was like so mind blown by the fact that like there's stories where like not only were they related like you know from the beginning but like even going back before they were even like born their their stories were so connected that they were connected yeah um just like it's one of those things where it's like a history story um Mm -hmm. anytime like they do like a little tale I'll, i'll talk about another tale that they do in my favorite episode 
Um, but I love they do this, it's the lore. It's the lore. It's the lore, man. It's this, it, it, and the great part is that it's like a great story. Like that yeah. lore was such a great story of these two. You best got to see how the who, who became enemies, and, and it how ends the up war. starting this whole show basically, where it starts the whole war. Um, getting mm-hmm. to see Roku's a really cool character, as little as we got from him. Um, Dude you just get to see like his. Hair. Oh yeah, great facial hair. Um, <laughs> you just get to see his struggle. And uh, how avatars aren't perfect and how he messed up and that's what kind of messed up everything. Dude, the part where the dragon flies down and, and like, encircles him because he's di- he's going to die. Oh my god, man. That's... Tears. Oh, it's Tears. just sad, sad, it's sad. Like, it's, um, like a, it's like a puppy dying with its owner, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. And, tears. And, and you get to see Zuko kind of understand... Um, well, at least start to understand what he needs to do. Well, he was and what his he was already is. yeah he was already struggling with his you know with his, with his decision that he made yeah yeah but then like this moment just like it's it made it like it made his like decision even more complicated but also at the same time clarified it you know like like he realized that it wasn't going to be an easy decision going forward on yeah. what to do but it made it clear like we it made it clear continue. like the moral. What yes. was morally right versus mm-hmm. what maybe like familial like his his family ties he was gonna have to like break that yeah, um, yeah. and I, I think that this episode just does a really good job of showing that this war wasn't black and white and how wars don't just start as like an evil guy doing something um, how there's always just like this gray like there's always just something that. things are deeper than than just black and white yeah it's not like the fire the fire nation isn't just evil that's not how it is um and that's why what was his reason reason again i forgot why he He wanted wanted to spread so they were in like a age of like prosperity like the fire nation was doing amazing and they wanted to he wanted to spread that prosperity to the rest of the world and kind of show like basically like make the rest of the world better by taking it over obviously not a great plan not a great plan um but see how great we are we're not taking over (laughs) your town we're dead that's how great we are um that's a terrible but yeah just getting to see the history and like you said we get to see that uh we get to see that zuko's grandpappy was roku um good stuff good stuff dylan you want to hop into your number one i have a feeling i know what it is since you've already mentioned it multiple times i'll let you guess what what do you think it is (laughs) Is it uh, Sokka's master? No. What? It's his... Ah, boy. You know what? <laughs> we're going to tie that one. No, we're gonna t- that's going to be tied with number two. Okay, we're just going to make that tied with number Can two. Can we talk about Sokka's master real quick? Because I it was on the hit... It was almost my number it's, three. It's so close. Um, it's so good. It's dude, so the good. space sword, bro. The space sword is the coolest. Like, I want one of those, like, on my wall. I wanted um, to. You know I when you go to the mall and they have all those like yeah. Yeah. those real weapons of stuff? Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. Sokka's space sword. I would uh, I would probably go to an actual like blacksmith and be like have him make it. Yeah, like be like, Can you show me let's just mentor me for this one moment yeah. and like show me how you do it. Because it's so cool. It was so cool to see him build a sword and then practice this skill so that way he could use it to help become 
you know, better with the team and all that. I love the part of that episode when uh, Aang dresses up in the giant like demon thing and he's like, look, yeah. Yeah, I can bend this into an air sword. Whoosh, yeah. whoosh. And then he like falls over. He's like, I should, he's like, I should use wear this whenever I go fight the fire lord. <laughs> and they're happens. like, eh, maybe not. I don't know about that. But. Um, but yeah, and that's like where we get to see that the, the white, white lotus Rose. is uh it, it, it's it's not just this little thing um, yes yes okay so all that, old people know each other i'm i'm tying that with my i'm tying that with the boiling rock it's tied for number two it's I, so hard but my number one is the series finale you it's know i, I saw this coming it's um, the two hour and like it feels like a cop out look it's, it's a, so i i so totally boring. understand like it's, i we had to talk about it here um, it's just we couldn't not talk about it it's amazing is it what is it your number it's probably not your number it's not my number one um i you know me i like weird off offshoot stuff i don't like the big awesome i don't like the objectively awesome thing i like the weird other thing um but what is it about this this is this is probably one of the best finales of all time it it wraps up it wraps up so many storylines that were started from the very beginning you know and then it was just like everybody had something to do in this finale you know everybody like, had a conclusion yeah like the uh iroh and the white lotus uh, you know king Boomy, Dude, the white master, lotus fight master with Piandel, all of them was so uh, cool <laughs> zhang zhang uh yeah. you know just all of them just like we're taking back boston and, and it was just like what four what Oh yeah, it was, it was five of them because we forgot Master Pocket. Yeah, five of them so took out. Five, yeah, it took five back older, five older dudes took back a whole. Actually, no, it wasn't just five of them because they, they had a whole army kind of that went with them, right? Yeah, because remember, weren't they at? They were at the White Lotus camp. Where, yeah, like they well, had I mean, a bunch not, of people. It's not just gonna be all five White Lotus members. Went, yeah, I mean, they basically took it all together. Like, they they did the brunt work. Okay, they did. Yeah, like, they, they they did, did the heavy everything. lifting. Yeah, so like five. Five older dudes who are like from like I don't know, fifty, fifty to seventy, they were just like, We're taking back the town. Which uh which the Fire Nation couldn't even do at the height of their power. <laughs> they were just like they're just like, We're taking back this town. Yeah, they probably should have done that earlier. They they, took they chose literally the worst back. day to do that. Yeah. Uh but um yeah, so not only that, but then Oh boy, the last Agni Kai with Katara and Zuko versus Azula. Very cool. We talked I mean, about it a little already, but very yeah, cool. I mean, it's so well done. Uh, boy, I've. Lion Turtles, was, bro. Lion Turtles. Lion Turtles. Look, I'm going to save that discussion for Korra, but I have some. Like, I have so many thoughts about the Lion Turtles because they said in. I mean. Yeah, we can have that discussion in Korra because I have a problem with Korra and their use of lion turtles. Um, Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, the finale is amazing. It's like this tale, like the whole finale is about Aang trying to figure out what what the right thing to do is as far as he's been taught his whole life not to kill, that all life is sacred. But but everybody is trying to tell him, kill that fool. He got to die. You got to take him out. And so, yeah, it's about him finding that um balance of what to do um but but you know like i said it's it's really good because we had some emotional moments zuko reconnected with iroh iroh was like oh, i don't man. blame you i forgive you i've always loved God. you uh you know so and good. then like we got the action we got the heart and then there was also some funny moments there was that part 
whenever Sokka you can't have was Avatar like, without funny moments. Whenever Sokka was like, "Hey, everybody!" to everybody on the blimp, we were like, "Can all everybody meet to uh, meet in the quarters?" <laughs> whose for, birthday uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, who's, they're like, "Whose birthday is it?" And then he drops the entire like staff into the. I like, like when the water. guy's like, uh, he's like, "I can't believe the captain remembered my birthday." Yeah, <laughs> and then they fall. And then he, drop, he drops them all in. Oh, but we get Toph doing like stuff. metal bending on top on of the blimps, uh, yeah, like turning the entire thing. Dude, that moment when like didn't like Sokka like throw his like sword. Yeah, at, that's like, why I hate this episode because Sokka loses his space sword. But he eventually finds it because he has it in Korra. Somehow, he must have just gone on a search. He metal detector. Was, he either like went on a search or like Zuko and Aang together were like. <laughs> If you find a sword, belongs to our friend. Just give it if back. If it's a black back. sword, yeah, can we get that? Thanks. Maybe he might. Maybe be. they just burned down that whole forest. To uh, find maybe, it. maybe he. Wait, was it a forest under him? No, it was yeah. just rock. No, it was like a forest. It was like straight oh. up forest. Um, maybe he just made a new one. Maybe he found some more. Maybe he found another stuff. meter. Yeah, he yeah. took. Uh, he took Toph's little thing and. She's like, hey, I need that bag. I mean, look, they probably didn't use all that meteorite to make one little sword. The the point is, it was a great episode, great finale. It wrapped up everything perfectly. Love it. I remember as a kid, I, I so obviously mind blown by that. I mean, Aang doing the whole four elements together thing, like in the circle thing, uh, shooting all that at Ozai. The whole fight between Ozai and Aang is just amazing, just visually, like amazing and the music oh the music so the music, music is so good um they i remember when part. i was a kid i didn't really understand the whole like whenever he takes his bedding away and it's like the light that flashes out of his face oh yeah uh and ozai's face and then they overpower each other it's like a willpower kind of thing you mm-hmm. know um didn't really understand that as a kid um still don't fully understand like i get it but like it's kind of it's gray. Like what what happened there? It's pretty gray. What well, lion turtle gave him power to take his power away? Sure, whatever. Um, but but it's a it's a very cool finale. Um, Aang and Katara end up together. Mm-hmm. Are you yep. happy with that? I was. I I mean it was pretty clear from the get go that they were <laughs> that they were. There was be a lot of people that like shipped Katara and Zuko together. So that's that's a little weird, but. <laughs> I mean, it's not weird, you know. If you're into that thing, okay. But like, but uh, they didn't do a, a, you know. Yeah, I just, I, mean, I just think they they definitely built it up around. It was obvious that that Aang, was gonna happen. Aang and Qatar, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a great episode. Um, are, am I good to go to my number one? Yeah, go. Do you have any idea what I'm gonna pick? Tales of Bossing City. Uh, no, but that is on my honorable mentions because that's a beautiful story. The Cave of Two Lovers. Cave of Two Lovers is my number one. Uh, do you think I'm stupid for thinking this is my number one? I mean, stupid is strong f- word. Was it my favorite? But I understand it has the I banger. Just love... It has it has the banger, dude. Secret what a banger. tunnel. Secret it's a, tunnel. It's an absolute Secret banger. I wish. Tunnel. If they like release that as a single, as an EP right now, <laughs> club you know, banger, I, yeah, I, I download it because you know. Um, I love this episode just because I think it has like everything that's great about Avatar. It has like lore with the whole um, 
to the two lovers that got stranded, like Romeo and Juliet. And then it, that's what becomes boss or not boss. You say Omashu. Mm-hmm. Um, they named the city after them. Um, it's got badger moles coming towards me. Come on guys, help me out. And then that song with the, the big bad badger moles who live in the tunnels. <laughs> yeah. Great, great stuff. The, the, that group of the musicians, uh, they're hilarious. I love that guy. And Sokka's like that. slapping his forehead. They're like, why is so- Sokka, why is your forehead so red? The guy's like, I think that kid might be the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I love this were, episode. It, it's it's just, it's something. so funny and it's so, it's everything that I love about Avatar. The musicians um, were probably on some cactus juice. They were 100%. I think they, they were, were drinking it. something uh, they were in feeling the episode. It. So they must have, yeah. But but again, they gave us something. gave us a classic. Secret Tunnel. Secret Tunnel, man. Secret uh, tunnel. Dylan, it's been great talking to Avatar with you. This is it's probably fantastic. one of my favorite episodes we've done. I love it. Can't um, wait for Cora. We got some <laughs> hot takes coming in on that one. Oh, yeah. Cora's going to be a different discussion. We yeah. I, I like it a lot. That's, I do too. Let's just say that. Um, where can they uh, find us, Dylan? We're at on a Tuesday pod on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Um, we try we to gotta post. Make, we got to make that TikTok. We got to make a TikTok still. We keep talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, Never do it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make one probably tonight, and I'll just I'll send you all the info, and I'll just give you the reins. Oh, make you're a gonna make ob- me do it. <laughs> well, you're the video guy. You know that. <laughs> I'm just gonna teach you how to do it, and then you can do it. I'm gonna make you a premiere thing, and then you can just do that. Anyways, uh, be sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. If you watch this on YouTube, I feel like we most of our people are audio only people, um, which is fine. But, but you know, if you're if you're on YouTube, we appreciate you. Give a like, mm-hmm. subscribe. If you're on iTunes, give us a like. Yep. Uh, rate us, uh, share it with your friends, and I'll see you next week, Dylan. I'll see you next week, Matt. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, buddy. Bye. Bye.